a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a gentleman all the way from Denmark, gentleman by the name of Lars Heiselberg van Jensen, who is the chairman of the Growing Trees Network Foundation. Lars, a very, very warm welcome to you. Yes, thank you so much, Paul, and lovely uh, to be invited for this call and hello to everyone listening. And uh, just a nice bonus, listeners, you can hear the birds chirping away in the background, which is uh, very um, at one with nature. That's the way we like it. So, okay, Lars, I mean, one of the things, well, one of many things that we uh, we spoke off air about is obviously your work with growing trees, and we'll come to that in due course. Um, there's many things that we spoke about. I think I'd probably like to to, to start proceedings by introducing this community forest concept about living monuments after COVID-19. Tell us a bit about that, Lars, by way of an introduction. Yes. COVID-19 is hitting so hard all over the world. And somehow, same, same as with the climate, so to speak, we are in the same boat. And we were thinking about how we could share gratitude to everyone making a difference, whether it's the listeners keeping distance, shopkeepers closing their business, parents doing home teaching of kids, all the things that happens in the society, uh, healthcare staff being on extra hard work, all of us so challenged and yeah, looking into what is COVID-19, what is Corona, what is happening? And many also lose loved ones. So we thought we'd like to introduce community forests as living monuments, honoring everyone making a difference with COVID-19 and opening up the opportunity, saying also that we could plant trees to honor some of the people we sadly lost. And this concept, we, we start in Denmark and we do it together with municipalities and we will plant the forest either this autumn the first or come in the coming spring. But when we release this concept, we also like to reach out to the world. So we made a press release and contacted uh, BBC World News Radio and was allowed to tell about this and was reaching out to other countries and afforestation saying, would you like to do something similar? Then this is an open source idea. Go ahead. But as inspirations, if you plant, sorry, if you plan to plant trees in Africa or other challenged places on this earth, we like to recommend let's plant some fruits and nut trees so we can help local villagers to benefit on a daily basis in the future to have food and get a better living. That's what the mm. COVID-19 living monuments forest are about. 
It's fair to say, though, Lars, isn't it, that you've got a very successful track record of actually planting trees um, around the globe pre pre-COVID. Um, and while this is obviously a phenomenally beautiful gesture in light, as you say, of people losing loved ones and sufferings through lockdown and, you know, people losing jobs, businesses and all that kind of thing. Um, but your works, your work went on well before then, didn't it? Yes, uh, since uh, 2012, we have started to plant community forest helped by the people, if we translate it in Danish called Folkeskov, means people's forest. And it's uh, municipalities that started out to support with the land on top of groundwater resources. And then we reach out to funding companies, private people to donate money for the trees and help to plant them. Also when the forests were invented, making parties where people could come and celebrate the forest and help to plant some of the trees. And now it's also in, on government land in Denmark. And maybe you listeners heard about what was called maybe the first Teleton ever helping the climate that was on last autumn in Denmark, where the Danes collected 1,081,000 trees to be planted in 47 new forests. And these 47 new forests uh, are being planted by Growing Trees Network Foundation in cooperation with all the uh, the the yeah, municipalities, the government and churches we work together with. And I, I, I really like on this opportunity also to thank the Danes that they supported this Teleton so great, but also that the world, world news wrapped the story so well and was telling about it around the world. Because as an example, we see school strikes for the climate around the world and it's really brilliant, but we also need uh, specific actions that is simple and planting trees is so simple it can be adopted in so many ways around the globe so for our listeners Lars that may not be fully aware of um, the, the, the benefits of planting trees or why this is actually taking place as a, as a brilliant initiative just give us an insight if you will as to why this is so important planting trees yeah uh, we all know that nature by itself is is so brilliant and helps so many things but uh, when when we plant new forests when it's on top of uh, groundwater resources like now i stand with a water bottle of uh, water in my hand and this water we like to be very clean because all the way down into our blood veins we consist as adults about approximately 60 percent of water in our body babies even up to 65 percent so of course we need clean drinking water. And when forests are planted on top of groundwater resources, it helps to protect uh, ecological driven that we don't have pesticides or other poisons coming down to the water. That's one thing of how we do it in Denmark with the situation we have. But on a global scale, everywhere, when the trees grow up, same time they become bigger, they capture carbon as uh, carbon vacuum cleaners. They they take carbon out of the air. And with too much carbon in the air, we know that the, the temperature in the world is incre increasing and the, the ice is melting more at the, the poles and, and whatever is, is happening. And the, the increasing heating is a challenge because then we have more water coming up from the sea and we see heavy rains hitting with nature catastrophes 
various places we have weather changes. So the more we can balance our earth again by putting forest, we go back to the ecosystem. The forest is also living places for animals, so it's supporting biodiversity rec recreatively. It's, it's a blessing for us humans, especially with the busy life we have. We more and more need that we have some, somewhere to go where we are off, so to speak. So when we can have connectedness with nature, it supports our health and well-being so well. And mm. some of the places where we plant forest, it also helps to prevent catastrophes, especially if it's really hilly climate. The trees help to hold on the water, so to speak. So it's not coming a lot of mud hitting the local villages, as we sometimes see in the news with cars flipping around and big stones. And So there's so many reasons to plant trees. By this simple action, planting a tree, we hit so many positive impacts all in one so i suppose from a personal point of view lars you know that big question we always say what's the big why don't they why why is somebody driven to do this what what's your kind of personal story here lars as this you know to take on this monumental this global extremely worthwhile challenge what's your big why where did this all start for you yeah it it, it started in a in a challenge time i had some neighbors that wanted to do something good for the climate and the environment by putting up major windmills really major major windmills but uh, the low freaking noise and also the shadows that would be thrown at houses from the major wings turning around i, kn I knew it would be a catastrophe to my neighborhood so first was seven months making sure that the major windmills would go to the sea instead of standing in a village uh, destroying life of local people after that uh, my my business totally stopped and i was doing like first days teaching coaching and other stuff but then i i went into a small pavilion uh, i have a small office out in nature and i worked with my values for days and i committed myself to to work with win 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 for the rest of my life in my coming from in my business and then the first step was that when i was teaching young people first aid as part of their driver's license they were donating a tree for the rainforest and supporting red cross by the material i bought and they should have fruits and best teaching and so on but then one day i was i was driving to present so-called lucky elephants that support financially poor people in Laos to go to hospital when, when I was going to present that to a very uh, big uh, grocery chain in Denmark, I had this download coming to me that I should help to assist planting minimum one million trees within a maximum of three years. And I was like, whoa, 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 how, how, how can I do that? And uh, I, I spoke it out loud because I knew I needed to reach out to companies and find some people that could help me uh, do this. And uh, then my awareness grew, and and now I see by by planting trees, I also support the human mission that was part of my journey before. Because in my past, I helped to uh, assist uh, having ambulance service in Laos with uh, ambulances, medical supplies, hospital supplies, and equipment for the local fire department. 
and leaving that behind and going into trees was a challenge in the beginning because it was leaving my profession and going into a new world somehow. But the connectedness to nature and somehow having an understanding of what is it nature do to us, we all have in, in a certain extent. And, and now I see that the impact of trees is so tremendous bigger than I had the image of in the beginning. Like recently I started saying, peace comes from trees. And it's like, whoa, whoa, it sounds ridiculous. But whether it's you looking for peace, you can have it go to the forest. But also with the climate challenges, if we help to plant forests, we help people to stay where they are rather than becoming uh, climate refugees. Like in Syria, worst case example, we saw that when people start to become refugees, ISIS was standing saying, hello, father, you like to earn money for your family. We need new warriors. And, and NASA have proven that by satellites, that is, this was actually the case. So we should, by planting a lot of trees locally where people are, we should try to help that people have good lives and stay where they are. And for example, if we help, like we, in Ghana, Growing Trees Network, we help financially poor villagers to plant so-called food forest. And one village then received 2,000 fruits and nuts trees and, and up to a higher number. And after three years, the local village will harvest all the fruits and nuts, both for eating, for making products, can make small finance. And somehow it will help them peace to have a better life locally where they are. By now, more than 60% of the young people, when they finish primary school, they leave the village and go to the capital or go abroad. And of course, some of them should do it. But, but many of them also go into a very sad story when they get to the big city because then some people treat them bad and they need to find a way for surviving. But they cannot see the future in the village. If we can help to change that, we can help all of us same time, so to speak. Mm. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It, um, it brings in the question... Um, Lars, doesn't it? We we spoke off air a little bit around, you know, what would what was the theme of this conversation? We come up with our forests of love and hope, and I want to kind of fly off at a little bit of a tangent here, and and ask you why, in your humble opinion, is you know two simple words, love and hope. Why are they so important in our lives? Love is definitely an, an ingredient for us to live a, a fulfilling life. Uh, hope, hope we can, yeah, all of us either dream about maintaining what is already good or to, or to improve the world. And like right now, we see what's going on in USA with uh, racism and riots and terrible things. And it's also happening other places around the world. If, if we can help hope by helping people to have a better life, it's such a wonderful ingredient, both for us as the donators to try to assist people have it, but also the people that receive it somehow are really feeling blessed and are praying or sending out gratitude that some people have seen their challenges. That's what I experience when, when we go to a village in Ghana that receives a food forest given from a company or private people donating these fruits and nut trees. You mentioned the word there, Lars, gratitude. And 
you know, there again, that's that's so important in all our lives, isn't it? Because isn't it true that as, as, as a human race, we just, we get into a, a way of thinking, a way of being, a way of doing, and we just, we kind of end up in automatic default mode. And we just end up taking things for granted, really, don't we? Until we, something happens to stop us in our tracks and say, hang on. I actually need. I need to be grateful for this, and I, I need to stop taking this that, and automatically assuming that it's going to be there day after day after day. And that's one mm. of the traps as human beings. I think we all fall into, isn't it? Oh yeah. And when when we get into something that really caught us with gratitude, or where we get emotionally attached, we see that the gifts we we are brought then are so much more meaningful and valuable to us and sorry i have a train passing i just give it a second if we, <laughs> if, if if we do something that is really really important and connect us and and, and where we really get caught and and our yeah we get connected to our heart's wisdom or yeah our heart's message we we, we see that it's so tremendously serving us and so important as a to, to put a yeah a bad example if you buy a new car yeah maybe you are proud about it you're happy about it but if if you do something that really makes a difference i can put a, an example in my wife's and my life and our family like i was teaching first aid and i met this wonderful young man from syria and after the first aid training i invited him to our house and we got friends and we found out his story was so rough, how he was uh, leaving Syria as a refugee and trying to find his way to Europe. And some of his siblings died, some of them, one in Syria, some other countries. So he's all by himself in Denmark. Uh, so we said to him, under our wings, we have space for one more son. You, you you always have the chance to reach out to us and be part of of what we do if you like and that made us feel so much more rich and touched than what material stuff can do so when mm. same when we when we do things with good heart for example in my past helping ambulance service it was, was tremendous learning but it also made me so proud i spent a lot of my own money doing it but it made so much sense. The same with the trees. When, when I see people's happiness of how we together can donate trees and together plant a forest and we, we do it together, uh, it's, 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 it's really wonderful. Yeah, and, that with is. And, and, and with gratitude, I like to say, gratitude is really a master key to have a wonderful life, both one thing is celebrating what you already have, but when we share gratitude about what we already have, it's we more attract that we have more wonderful things coming into our life, that other people like to be part of what we are doing, and yeah, we can, so to speak, invite what we would like to happen. So it's also, when I have a dream, I speak it out loud and say, I would like to invite, but I already have gratitude for that. I just carry the dream and believing in that. It will be wonderful meeting great people. And then usually it happens. Also, usually it takes a little bit longer time than, than what we hoped, but it happens. Helped by gratitude. So gratitude is such a big master key in living a wonderful life and serving 
ourselves, other people, and the world. And that also brings it. And, and you know, when, when I ever hear the uh, or think about gratitude laws, it's what I call its partner, hand in glove. Call it what you will. Is is the word forgiveness, isn't it? Those two for me go very, very, very much hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And also, forgiveness is is one of the greatest gifts we can bring also to the world, especially to help ourselves to live the wonderful life we are here to have, but also to move on and thereby helping other people to be with love and that they can serve the best way possible they are here to do. So we all lift up the vibration level and what we are capable of. And it's not always easy, but when we do it, it's wonderful. The We got um, from an alternative forest um, Lars, we got involved in a conversation the other day about that. I'm going to park that towards the end. So as we move towards the future, then, what, what's your plans? What do you plan to do around this? And I keep using the terms, this amazing work. And, and it's beyond that, because I think when you look at the, you know, you've, you've just touched on some of the benefits to the, to the planet um, and to humanity, not least with the food forest in Ghana, you know, actually feeding people as well and helping the villagers sustain there is, is is just beyond amazing so what's future plans then Lars what what what's um what's on the table mm. going forward yeah great question when when we when we started out uh, eight years ago we said we wanted to make tree plantings become a part of people's daily life and that's really also what's on the table in the future like the Teleton mm. we had in Denmark, it would be so lovely if it could spread to other countries around the world because it's so exponential with TV. Because like the Chinese put it so beautifully when they say uh, our patterns of how we do things is first like a spider spin, later it's like a thick rope. So with the climate challenges, we have to change so many of our behaviors. And one way I see we can really do it and will be part of our future and how we would like to inspire others is like making theme forest. Because if we try to create forest, so to speak, from the same recipe, many people will not be attracted or feel they are part of it. So creating stories, making theme forest, making various stories, come various coming froms is really a master key of how we can help more forest in the world. and. And on my future table is that we should develop concept, uh, helping this, inspiring this. Uh, and if I should be daring, and I think we all should do, it's really a time we follow our heart's wisdom and also are daring. So now I will throw a fish on the table. That is really my one of my major dreams right now is that I would like the whole world come together in a world telethon where we reach out and say everyone can donate money and help to plant trees or even grow trees from home so we can make quantum leaps so we can really make something happen on a in a short time on a big big scale that's on my table for the future so right what now. we'll do what we'll do then Lars um, as a contributor in that respect uh, within the this podcast episode show notes we'll put a link 
which helps people. Um, so just give us an idea then of, you know, say there was somebody that didn't have a lot of money, but I don't know, just for example, Lars wanted to contribute and donate one tree. Somebody, yeah, just what I mean, would, would that make a difference? Would that be kind of embraced or are you looking for the, you know, the sort of bigger wins? Um, what I love about planting trees, same as we love our democracy in various countries, is that when when people can donate money, all of us can make a difference. And donating one by one by one adds a lot, a lot. But of course, the climate challenges on our Earth are looking into that if we could donate like 50 or 100 trees, it would be marvelous. But if the starting point is that you say, okay, I can donate one, two or three trees, do it, do it, do it, because we need to go now. We need action now. Mm. And there's so many great afforestations, NGOs around the world. Uh, growingtrees.dk is just one of them. And if people like to support our work, of course, they are mostly welcome. Yeah. So just roughly speaking then, Lars, what's the cost of of donating a tree or sponsoring a tree? Yeah. Uh, Denmark is a little bit pricey country. So in Denmark, a normal tree costs $2. But when we plant fruit and nuts trees in, in Ghana, uh, it's also $2 for one tree. And then after three years, the villagers will uh, achieve so tremendously a lot, a lot, a lot from the kind-hearted kind-hearted donation whether it's coming from me or from you listening mm. and we've already set the ball rolling in that respect Lars haven't we because from uh, one of our previous organizations speaking from our hearts some of our members very generously contributed a various amounts which has enabled the planting of um, or towards the planting of a forest in Ghana isn't it do you want to tell us a little bit about that Lars Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, our head of operation in Ghana is named uh, Christopher, and and right now he has started the journey from the capital Accra to Mots Kamasi to buy uh, YMS to help fencing of the coming food forest, and he's going north east in Ghana to a region called Bimbilla, and in the city or sorry village named Jilo speaking from our hearts, we'll plant 1,500 fruit, nuts, and herbal trees donated totally to this uh, village. And uh, Christopher is going there to plant the trees together with them, and the local villagers help to prepare the land. They help the fencing and also the maintenance of the trees. And then in the coming years, he will come ongoing uh, with the staff uh, helping him to 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 do coaching uh, learning so the local people to learn about the trees how they can look after them if they like to have learning about how can they do beekeepings in the future how can they grow bio, biodynamic uh, vegetables and so on he, he he has the learning and the heart to show them and help them and he really does a tremendous work in ghana i'm really i'm really proud of uh, the level and the work he helps us do in Ghana together with the local villages and also by the good heart shown from speaking from our hearts and, and other people. So actually the neighbor village called Bayela 
we'll also have a forest next to the one speaking from our hearts have donated. Uh, so two villagers are lucky uh, this time by Goodhart shown in the Western world where our financial terms are very different to the very poor level in the northern part of Ghana. And this just goes to show, doesn't it, the power of collaboration, because one of the things that we also spoke about a few days ago off air, Mars, wasn't it, about dedicating this um, this this forest um, to... Um, to another forest, if, if you understand where I'm coming from with this. And listeners, apologies at this stage for being a little bit kind of cryptic with this. And what's he talking about? Dedicating a forest to another forest. Sh- shall we share with the listeners, Lars, just gently teasing what we spoke about the other day? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's really a, a beautiful uh, story we like to share with you. And I know you interviewed the father to this forest. So that if there's one that has the heart into that story, it's you, Paul. So please, could you share it with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what we've got, um, listeners, is there's a situation in the world. I mean, Lars alluded to it there. There's so much darkness, despondency and desperation, you know, with the race riots in America, particularly at the moment. Um and this particular story I've been following for a few weeks now about um, about an un- unborn child. Um, and the parents um, have since found out that the unborn child um, is a boy and they've decided to call him Forrest. So I'm following the story and um, there is a, a podcast interview as well with Bob Conlin, the father um, of young unborn Forrest. So what Lars and I decided in the interest of collaboration, creativity and, you know, and, and dedicating, dedicating life to others, um, we thought, wouldn't it be great that, you know, part of the work that we're doing and sustaining trees and planting forests in Ghana, if we could dedicate one to this uh, unborn child, because he really has been a story of love and hope. Uh, and I'll come to more more about that when I do the interview. Uh, sorry, when the interview with Bob's release, Bob Conlin. Um, mm. But when we talk about love and hope, what happened was Forrest's mother, Shona, um, her waters broke at around 20 weeks. Now, I'm not a medical person, but apparently the chances of a child surviving in that situation are extremely slim. Um we're very happy to say that at this moment in time, you know, things are progressing well. Um, it's attracting massive news. And, you know, so we thought about that love. Bob goes to the hospital um, where his wife's obviously kept under observation 24-7. Um, and he takes food and he sits outside and he'll write a message of hope and support. And and I think probably the the whole of America and certainly a lot of the world have got behind this beautiful, inspirational story around two simple words, love and hope. So I think mm. what the, the tree growing, um, you know, the, the Growing Trees Network Foundation also does is run parallel with that, that message of love and hope. So that's why Lars and I listeners thought it was a great story to put the two together you know how I love speaking in metaphors, hand in glove, 
and the world benefits. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of where it was all at, um, Mars, isn't it? Yeah, and, and with the love and hope, when, when we plant trees, usually we hear about the environmental benefits, but there's really also a human mission in Growing Trees Network and in general around the world when we plant forests. And this young boy fighting so much for his life, coming through, and the father supporting his wife and, of course, his son so beautifully, as you mentioned with this story, and him named Forrest. Yeah, it's really a story of love and hope. And this message and that yeah, love and tapping into our heart's wisdom is really what the, the world re- needs right now. Because I used to say, if we tap into our heart's wisdom, whether people have one religion, whether they have one color, we don't care because then we are coming from love and we have a concerning arm in, in picture language. So forest as love and hope and also us as humans connecting to our heart's wisdom is so important. And it's probably hard for the people right now in USA because they are so angry. But if they would stop and ground themselves and maybe even help by going to the forest with peace and then connect to their heart's wisdom, then I'm sure they would find a peaceful and silent way, most of them, to demonstrate and find solutions. Because deep inside them, I don't believe that they really want to hurt people. But they, but they get so upset, they are not so connected. So if this story can help us to think about how can I connect with my heart's wisdom and connect with love and hope, then we, we are on something. What a beautiful way, Lars, to finish this uh, fascinating, it's beyond fascinating, this heartfelt podcast conversation. I thank you immensely. Yes. Thank you so much for being allowed to speak from our, my heart and and yeah, have this talk with you and, and share some of our messages and inspirations. And I would like to say that when, when I started planting trees eight years ago, I had no education. I've been working in the rescue business with ambulance service. Uh, and all of us can make a difference. And we, we are not supposed to do the same. So if you tap into you, that your mission supporting people and the world or your family should, do, should be some, someone else, it's perfect. But try to connect with it. Then you are more happy and the world are more happy. Beautiful. So just one final um, request question Lars, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find out more about the amazing work of the Growing Trees Network Foundation? What's your contact details? Oh yes, they can. Uh, my heart would like to say you're mostly you're you're mostly welcome to reach out to me. And if you go to growingtrees.dk, you can see the contact informations. And my mail is easy. It's Lars at growingtrees.dk. Superb. I don't think there's much else for us to say now, Lars. I think we've ended on a very, uh, what I believe is a very emotional, love-filled and hopeful note. And I think all that remains now, listeners, is to sign off uh, by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have 
He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 